Greetings, everyone. Welcome to another episode of The Decision Hour. I'm your host, Adam Bird. This show is about philanthropy, entrepreneurship, positive thinking, and humanity. A show that help you make that decision when that hour is upon you. Our guests share some of their experience, expertise, and their stories during their decision hour. You get to hear what our guests are doing today and how it might help you here in the near future. My guest today is doing the same thing in the community. He's a great guy. I'm looking forward to bringing him on, and I'll bring him on here in just a few moments. But first off, I need to give a huge thanks to Heroes Media Group, all the great shows and sponsors of the network. To learn more about Heroes Media Group or how you can become part of the HMG family, simply go to www.heroesmediagroup.com. Now, as for my guest today, uh, what can you say about it? He's one of our nation's heroes. He's, he's a, a retired uh, Army officer, and he is the founder at Veteranpreneur Life, Mr. Dan Dwyer. Dan, are you there? I am. How are you today? I'm awesome. Thanks for having me. Hey, we appreciate you taking time to uh, come talk to our listeners today. Glad to be here. So, Dan, why don't you tell our listeners a little bit about yourself? Okay. Uh, my name is Dan Dwyer. As, as you indicated, I spent 22 years in uniform as an armor cavalry officer, uh, working for some great leaders. Obviously, that's what keeps us in uniform whenever we have the opportunity to work for, for some great leaders. Uh, so I'm, I'm, I'm a soldier. Um, I'm a father. Uh, father of two sons who are presently serving in our army today in, in different capacities, uh, one in special operations, one in uh, uh, communications, cyber, uh, Gavin and Grant. Uh, I've been married for 26 years to my lovely wife, Michelle, uh, who uh, she too is a, is a veteran, uh, as all our spouses are, um, because uh, we don't do this, uh, this alone. Um, grew up in central Indiana. Um, was commissioned through ROTC at Indiana University, uh, went to uh, grad school at uh, University of Louisville, uh, had uh, great assignments, every, everything from, uh, you know, platoon leader level to uh, executive officer level to scout platoon leader level to three company commands to uh, finishing up my career in probably one of the best organizations uh uh, that I've ever been in a third armored cavalry regiment under some great leaders, uh, Colonel Dave Teeples and, uh, now Lieutenant General HR McMaster, um, took off the uniform uh, decisively. And, and I'm sure that's what I'll talk about in the, in the, in the decision hour. But, uh, since, since taking off the uniform in December of 06, uh, worked in several capacities, uh, worked in a, in, as a uh, capability developer, making sure that material developers provide a warfighter uh, what they need uh, versus what uh, some guy with a pocket protector thinks they need. Uh, so for ideological reasons, uh, when taking off the uniform, I felt like it, it's very important to, to continue to support the warfighter as long as we're fighting our nation's longest war. And, and I've done that in, in the capacity of... Uh, shaping the requirements for the second, third generation of the satellite-based situation awareness system, uh, commonly known as Blue Force Tracker, uh, 400 systems, you know, fielded at the beginning or outset of the war when we pushed into Baghdad to Spruky 03, today over 150,000 systems fielded. I've also served uh, in, in a coaching capacity. My, uh, my passions in life are, are leadership management and, and golf. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I love it. And, and I, uh, and believe it or not, uh, I, I've even done something with that. I've I coined the term golf, goal-oriented leadership fundamentals, where, you know, organizations who have leaders that have to share the same passions, but have 
trouble justifying getting them out of the workplace. I'll go in and conduct some personal development, professional development on uh, individual and organizational goal setting and, and how to accomplish those uh, prior prior to them swinging the sticks. But uh, it, in recent years, uh, I've been uh, very busy as a as a leadership coach, management coach, uh, focus on leadership development, management development, performance improvement in the workplace. Uh, I think uh, that leadership today is a silver bullet uh, for any organization's success, and I try to be uh, a part of that success. I also have worked as a military strategist. One of the first things I was asked to do after I took off the uniform was to go work uh, for the American Enterprise Institute, which is a think tank in D.C., and essentially helped uh, write the surge plan for Iraq uh, in, in December of 06 at a time where uh, President Bush knew that we needed to change the way we were conducting military operations overseas, but uh, uh, the uniformed uh, workplace uh, or uniformed uh, establishment wasn't coming up with all the right answers. And I think a lot of it's not because senior leaders didn't know what to do to change, but uh, some people weren't listening. So since then, I've worked uh, for AEI and, and different other uh, military strategy opportunities and strategic opportunities. And I do that really to stay uh, relevant to what's going on in, in the world. Last project was, uh, you know, uh, on 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 the subject of Yemen, uh, wrapped up in September 2015. You're starting to see some of the results of that today. Um, those those are the things that keep me busy. Um, it sounds like you got a lot on your plate. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, cow, I'm, I'm not, I am not good at it. <laughs> Dan, do you yeah. sleep at all? <laughs> yeah, I jokingly tell people it's overrated, but I, I, I will tell you that it's an absolute necessity if you're going to uh, think well and lead people properly. But uh, uh, but essentialism, you know, the disciplined pursuit for less uh, versus the undisciplined pursuit for more. I'm, you know, I've, I've got that uh, pretty. Pretty, pretty backwards right now, but I, I do it because um, I like to keep my mind and 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 feet moving, and uh, I like to like to provide value to people, and that's one of the reasons why uh, uh, there's been many decisions in in our lives. But one of the decisions I made recently was to to uh, you know niche down a little bit and determine how I could provide value, and I call it entrepreneur value uh, to those. Um, who are, who have made that boots to business transition, right? Uh, to be and choice to be veteran entrepreneurs, and uh, and that's that's something I've started uh, within the last couple months, uh, and we're moving out fast uh, as I as I normally do. Um, I've I've been podcasting. I mean, I've been blogging and writing on leadership management uh, related. Um, topics for for many years now but i've transitioned to a a niched focus on uh, a dedication to the boots to business advancement of veteran entrepreneurs you know i want to improve uh business and personal lives by sharing the stories experiences successes and challenges as well as accelerate uh businesses through powerful conversations and i'm going to do that through uh through the podcast that i that i stood up this month and uh well, Dan, let's let's talk about that real real quick. First off, folks, if you're listening to the show right now, uh, it means you're already online. Dan's got a website. Dan, why don't you go ahead and give them the website where they can find all your information? I believe the podcast is on the website as well, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Vetrepreneurlife.com. All right. Make sure you guys check that out. Vetrepreneurlife.com. Open up another tab or another yep. browser and uh, type in vetrepreneurlife.com. Um, this is dedicated to 
to the boots to business for, for veteran entrepreneurs. And, and I see on here, you got, you got your podcast, uh, coaching, speaking. I love the golf. Um, and we could talk more about that offline. Um, right. but, uh, you know, as, as a senior leader coming out of the military and doing what you, what you are doing now for like veteran entrepreneurs such as myself and so many of people that are making that transition, what's the, what's, is there a common thing that you are seeing in the veteran community that, are, that maybe that are, they're trying to start a business or they're not sure that they're going to, they want to start a business, but what, what's one common thing that you see, um, that, that, uh, veterans aren't doing that they probably should be doing? Well, I mean, there's, there's a whole host of challenges, right? Today, um, you know, entrepreneurs, whether, whether being veteran entrepreneur or just a, a non-veteran entrepreneur, they face many challenges in today's ultra-competitive business world. Fortunately, you know, contemporary times have also blessed entrepreneurs with more resources for tackling some of those problems as well, right? right. But, uh, you know, what, what, what the veteran entrepreneur generally comes to, to the table with is a, a high level of commitment. Um, energy drive and initiative, right. but what, but what sometimes is missing is the business acumen, you know, yeah, unless you worked in specific jobs in the military, those skills weren't, uh, weren't, weren't developed by the military. You developed them yourself, right. You know, uh, the challenges of cash flow management, you know, the challenges of hiring employees, you know, as a military leader, you play with a hand dealt, right? Yeah. Uh, we, we influence, you know, who's on the team, but, uh, time management, typically that's, a, that's a strength, uh, for most veteran entrepreneurs. Okay. Um, um, delegating is a strength, um, you know, choosing what to sell a market, a marketing strategy can be challenges, right. uh, for veteran entrepreneurs. Capital, capital seems to be a, a, a challenge, you know, they want to start or grow their business, but they have a little capital to do with do. And there, there's a, there seems to be a disconnect and, and I'm still, uh, I'm still uh, researching this at great length, but a disconnect between the, um, you know, the opportunities that are out there uh, from the small business association, et cetera, and, and the banks, right. 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 In, in terms of, in terms of being aligned. Gotcha. Um, but those are, those are some of the challenges that uh, a veteran entrepreneur has. Um, it's not an easy path for anyone, but for veterans, it appears to be getting harder. Um, and that's, that's troubling for military veteran business owners. Uh, for example, you know, post-World War II, there was a, you know, it was a stunning 49.7, just call it 50% went on to own or operate their own business, right? Um, yeah. And then some 40% of Korean War veterans did the same, creating millions of jobs along the way. But, uh, but this century, specifically uh, after our nation's longest war, Afghanistan 2002, Iraq 2003, uh, only, only about 5% of the more than 4 million people who have served in the uniform since 911 have launched a, a company. Uh, and there's, there's varied reasons, right? Right. Um, and then, and and those reasons vary from from a, <laughs> a wide variety. I mean, I'm sure we could have a show just on that alone. Uh, the different reasons on on why we're not we're not seeing that. Whether it's it's harder to get, I don't want to say it's necessarily harder to get business loans or or whatnot. But I I think some people just, at least in my experience, when I first started out, 
running my own business, I had no idea even where to go other than just walking down to the corner where the bank sits at and walk in. It's like, Hey, I'd like a loan. And there's, there's so many other places where you can go. There's different things that we, as, as veterans that we qualify for. Um, and, and there wasn't a lot of, there wasn't anybody really, um, out there like help pointing me in the right direction at that time. Um, at least that, 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 that's my experience. I don't know if you've, you've seen that, uh, on your travels or, or not, but. Yeah, I think, and, and that's one of the, uh, that's one of the, uh, purposes behind Vetrepreneur Life is, is I want to, I want to kind of close those gaps, if you will. Um, provide more, more opportunity to veteran, for veteran entrepreneurs to, uh, to learn from others who are in the arena. Right. Yeah. I, I, I don't question, I think we're doing a great job in helping, helping veterans transition mm-hmm. out of the military. But once they've done that, uh, I think there's, there's a gap and, and, and under today's social conditions, uh, there's no reason for that gap to occur. And I, I really believe that, uh, social capital is the key to veteran entrepreneur success is, you know, it's nice to think that entrepreneurship is a meritocracy, but much of an entrepreneur success comes down to who, you know, Uh, and more, and more importantly, who knows you, right? Right. Uh, You know, I'm not, I'm not naive. I I know that uh, veteran life being very young, you know, we're talking, uh, you know, less than two months old. Um, People don't know who Dan Dwyer is, uh, but, I hope that they're learning every day, but I hope that they're learning in a way that they understand that I'm passionate about fostering powerful conversations dedicated to the advancement of, of vetrepreneurs, you know, providing vetrepreneur value, if, if you will. So Dan, I, I see on your website and, and again, folks, if you're listening to this show right now, open up another browser and type in vetrepreneurlife.com. And, and Dan's got a great website here and I'm, I'm just kind of breezing through this here a little bit, but it looks like you got, uh, you got some stuff like join the tribe. Uh, looks like there's a workbook or a toolbox uh, right. that you can order, um, some social media strategy stuff. Uh, definitely sign up for, for, uh, Dan stuff. Make sure you guys are following him too. Veterinpreneur life. He's on, uh, uh, Facebook as well. So if you're on the social media as you should be, uh, we'll make sure that we have this up on all of our, excuse me, on all of our links later on. Uh, this week as well. Um, but the coaching side of it, I want to talk a little bit more about the coaching side of it. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so on the, from the coaching side of it, you go in, do you go into different organizations or, you, or do, uh, like veterans such as myself or, you know, business owners and whatnot, they contact you. It's like, Hey, I need you to come in and train a team, or I want to hire you as a coach to, you know, get me straight or what exact, how, what does that look like? Yeah. So, uh, I've taken, I've taken multiple approaches. Um, you know, high performing organizations are very good at seeing themselves and, and knowing whether, where their strengths are and where their weaknesses are. Uh, obviously they want to sustain those strengths. They want to develop those weaknesses, but, uh, you know, coaching is, is task-based, right? Um, so what I, what I ask organizations to do is, is to do a needs assessment. You know, what, what do you feel your strengths are? What are your weaknesses are? Uh, as it relates to developing your leaders, uh, as it relates to develop, developing your managers, as it relates to performance improvement in the workplace. And typically, you know, when it comes to performance improvement, uh, you know, it, it points back to the leaders, you know, how well they're articulating their mission, their goals, their vision, values. And, uh, 
and reinforcing them in everything they do. Right. right. Um, you know, we grew up in a military where, you know, the natural default is, you know, let's just retrain. But often the skills, knowledge and abilities are there. It's not uh, retraining is not the answer. It's it's a performance improvement related answer. And it means that, uh, you know, leaders have to be have some humility and point back to themselves and ask how well they're communicating um, to to their people. Right. And I think individual individual development today is is job one, uh, and it, when it comes to coaching in the workplace. So, um, the way we we can coach today is obviously we're always going to look at commitment levels that I talked about, and you know for the veteran entrepreneur, the commitment levels generally pretty high. But we're also going to look at skills, right? Right. And 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 how we assess the commitment level or the skills in the workplace, either low, moderate, or high. Um, is going to drive how we lead or coach, right? So, uh, for example, Adam, if you're, uh, if I assign, and it's 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 to the task or work assigned. It's never individualized, right? Because, right. You know, you may have a high level of commitment and a high skill level for for one task, but yet maybe low uh, commitment, low skill level on another task, right? So, um, when I go in and, and coach organizations and leaders. Uh, I tell them, you know, start with the commitment level and the and the uh, skill level, and then based upon that assessment, uh, it drives how well you coach or how your approach is. So, you know, for example, if you're high uh, commitment level, high skill level in a specific task, I'm gonna I'm gonna take a a, a more empowering approach towards leading and, and coaching you, right? Uh, however, if you're if you're low. Uh, at commitment or, or skill level, I'm going to be more, more detailed, right? More, more deliberate in, in my coaching and leadership style towards you. And then if you're moderate, then, then I'm going to be more advising, right? More, more of an advisory role. Um, so, um, I love the, it. The, the challenge today is, uh, it's not that they don't want to, um, uh, the common excuses I hear in a workplace in organizations, uh, both, uh, in the government and outside the government, is that uh, they make excuses either they don't have time or they don't know how to do it and I and I'll and I'll take the second but I won't take the first because you just have to make time um, because there's human capital management is there's nothing more important I love it absolutely <clears throat> love it folks again veteranpreneurlife.com open up another browser if uh, if you're listening to this and in you're uh, an entrepreneur veteranpreneur or, or you're a manager of a, of a company and uh, you need help getting your people to, uh, you know, work on the right path or get, you know, even just have a training, a, gr- a great training, coaching session, contact Dan. Dan, I want to talk a little, the, the transition just a little bit. I want to talk a little bit about your podcast here. Sure. Um, Veterinpreneur Life Podcast. What's that all about? What can, where can people uh, listen to? What's it about and where can people find it? Yeah, so... Uh, Vetrepreneur Life podcast is is just about everything we've talked about so far. I'm in in each episode of this podcast. Uh, I am dedicated to sharing the stories, experience, successes, and challenges of inspiring of the most inspiring vetrepreneurs. You know, so that others can learn uh, this this idea of veteran entrepreneurship or vetrepreneurship. You know, it it doesn't have to be discovery learning, and it shouldn't be. And that's where the social gets in, right? right. I think, I think, and I'm absolutely po- uh, confident that by sharing the stories and 
and successful veteran entrepreneurs want their stories to be shared, right? I yeah. Mean, they're, 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 they were on the same team in the uniform and they're on the same team outside uh, out, out, when they've taken the uniform out. So um, the goal of the podcast is just to provide entrepreneur value to, to those who are, who may be struggling or looking for answers um, and, and to make them understand that they're not, you know, they're not doing this alone. Um, I love can, it. So the Vetrepreneur Life podcast is, you can find it on iTunes. Of course, you can find it from my website, vetrepreneurlife.com backslash podcast. Uh, um, I've got a batting order uh, that that is uh, going to be full of the most inspiring entrepreneurs that, that we know today. And each day I'm, I'm, I'm recruiting more to, to share their stories and experiences so that others can learn uh, from them as well as connect with others. Right. Right. Because uh, you know, if, if you know anything about Blake Hall, who I recently uh, interviewed, I, I saw, I'm looking at it right now. I yeah, see that. So, <laughs> you know, when he came out of Harvard business school, you know, he, he's, he, he said it right. You know, uh, entrepreneurship can be very lonely, you know, at the start, but it doesn't have to be. Um, and, uh, and it doesn't have to be if we're, if we're very social, like I, like I indicated, social capital is key to the veteran entrepreneur success. So, um, some of the personality traits that allow entrepreneurs, you know, to be successful is to have the ability to move into different roles, depending on what, needs to be done, uh, having the ability to co-evolve, to understand, you know, collective impact and to see new opportunities. And the only way we can sit back and, and identify the collective impact of veteran entrepreneurs and within our own organizations is to, you know, have some, uh, have some awareness of, of, of opportunities and what's going on and where we can work collaboratively, um, you know, being able to transform and reframe the situation to find opportunity uh, and meaning in, in times where uh, there may be turmoil. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, the advantage of your veteran entrepreneur over, over most is they're very, they're very adaptable. They, they've learned to adapt. Uh, they're very resourceful and mobilizing resources and staying flexible. So these traits, you know, they go beyond passion, hope, and determination, but, uh, when that passion, hope, and determination are there, uh, I think the podcast can help uh, others uh, thrive in challenging situations. I love it. Folks, make sure you check it out, veteranpreneurlife.com backslash podcast. You can also find it on iTunes, Google Play, and you can subscribe on Stitcher as well. You know, the, the other trend I want to reverse, especially in 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 the case of veteran entrepreneurs is this trend out of the number of startups that fail. Right. Right. It's a high number. I mean, I've heard uh, a depressing statistic is as high as nine out of 10 startups fail. And, and you probably know very well, you know, uh, we're tired of hearing that. And I expect uh, there's a plethora of reasons why this, this statistic exists ranging from, you know, lack of market to mismanagement of startup capital or, or not having any startup capital at all, or, or maybe the, uh, you know, the CEO simply turned into an unreasonable jerk overnight. But, you know, in the case of veteran entrepreneurs, you know, being on the same team, I want to, I want to, I want to reverse that trend um, and help buddies out so that uh, both men and women and both veterans and 
spouses. There, there's some, there's some great uh, entrepreneurship uh, being displayed in, in the case of spouses, and you probably read and heard about them. Uh, but you know, they they shared the same fight. You know, it's uh, in, in many cases. Uh, their fight at home has been more difficult than ours, ours forward. So. You know what? It's, it's just, Dan, you, you bring up a good point. You know, there's, there's a, there's a saying many hands make light work, mm-hmm. you know? And, and I think uh, even though that we we don't don the uniform on, you know, right now per se, but the fact that we, we are part of that, that brother and sisterhood, and it's not just us that actually wore the uniforms. Like you said, you brought it up. It, it's it's also the families that are involved uh, as well. You bring up spouses, huge, you know, support system uh, there. And it's like, if we, you know, there's no reason that we can't all work together uh, on something and support it. And I, you know, I've, I've had this, this vision, like, you know, if we, we, we get all these um, veteran owned businesses, and I say veteran, including, you know, the spouses, why not? Cause they're, like you said, they're, they're, they're part of this. If we all work together. Uh, and, and, and the world that we live in today is, is not, you know, it, 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 there's a lot of negativity and stuff that you see on the news and stuff like that. And we, we, I look at it like this, if we can work together. We can turn all of that around. We can, we can create jobs for each other. Uh, and and for you know society as a whole, we could literally turn this this country. We could turn the world around uh, for for the better. And and you know, it's not going to happen overnight. But you know, ten, fifteen, twenty years from now, when people start seeing an up an upswing, people are going to be able to look back and like it's it. It was the veteran community that came together that that made this happen. So, um, one. We're we're at the, the time in the show, Dan. Where I, I want to ask you um, about your decision hour. The show is called the Decision Hour, and I'd like for you to give an example of a time in your life when your feet were on the line, whether it was you were joining the military, you're retiring, you're starting a business, whatever the case is. But tell our listeners about uh, one of your decision hours and what the atmosphere was like at that time for you. Yeah, I mean, we go through different seasons in life, right? So there's been multiple decisions uh, that I've never looked back and regretted a, a, a single one, you know, from uh, joining the military to marrying my wife to, you know, the most recent is 10 years ago, you know, retiring from the military. I think uh, that being uh, nearer, I'll talk about that. You know, I in, in uniform, I always judge success. Uh, is not the position or rank you attain, uh, but leaving with what you came in with. And uh, I spent the period of 03, 06, uh, essentially um, continuously deployed in Iraq at a time where both our boys um, were, were young and, uh, and, um, and very impressionable. And I made the decision, and the decision was always to, uh, early on, to, to retire at at 20 years, but, uh, you know, I ended up serving 22 years, but I made the decision to retire transition and, um, and, and certainly don't look back on it because I've been able to help the warfighter in so many ways since then. But, um, I did that because I feel like our, our true legacy in life is not our job or our vacation. Uh, it's, 
it's our it's our children, you know, those who we brought into the world. So retiring at the time that I did allowed me to to not miss a lot. Um, so that was a decision hour. And fortunately, you know, at the time I was working for, I was a deputy commander for HR McMaster, who's current national security advisor. And he was very supportive uh, and credit to him. Uh, what kept me in uniform and, and what's going to keep people on your team. Uh, and this is no secret to, to successful leaders, but is, is leadership. I mean, uh, those who leave our ranks uh, early on, uh, do it for some of the same reasons I just talked about, you know, uh, yeah. uh, balance, work-life balance, uh, or leaving with what you came in with. But others, you know, do it because they they uh, they work for great leaders. So I, I was very fortunate. So that made that decision hour pretty pretty difficult, but yet easy. Very nice. Well, appreciate you sharing that with us, Dan. One last question for you before we let you go today. For the listeners that are out there listening to this right now, and maybe their hours upon them and their feet are on the line and they haven't made that decision yet. They're not sure. What advice can you give them? Well, a, a decision like that is not, uh, is not, you don't mutually own, you don't, you don't independently own that. You know, it's uh, if you, if there's, if you're married and there's others in your, in your, in your life, uh, it's a very collaborative decision. Um, um, nothing's worse than making decisions in which, uh, you know, they become a surprise, right, uh, to your family members. Um, just be decisive and, and and don't look back, but have a plan. You know, I, uh, you know, not just with myself, but, you know, whenever I had uh, people on my team that were, they were contemplating, you know, leaving the team, uh, all I re- all I asked of them is to have a plan. You know, it's it's a new leadership approach uh, to develop people and allow them to leave. Right? Um, it's a very antiquated, outdated leadership approach to develop people and not want them to leave or not allow them to leave. Um, you know, I I've had conversations with with leaders before. Hey, Dan, you know, uh, what if we uh, develop these people and they, and they leave. And then, you know, my answer is simply, you know, what if you don't, and they stay right. So um, <laughs> <It's true. laughs> you, you want people to leave your organization, speak highly and think highly of your organization. And that's what brings fresh new ideas and, 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 and life to your organization. People want to come and, and, and work for your team. So. That's awesome. Have a plan folks, have a plan. Ladies and gentlemen, Dan Dwyer, Dan, appreciate your time today. Hey, my pleasure. My pleasure. Um, make make sure you check them out, folks. Veteranpreneurlife.com. That's veteranpreneurlife.com. Uh, and I'm going to have this stuff up on, on the website as well as all of our social media platforms here for the Decision Hour and for uh, the Network Heroes Media Group. Uh, Dan, any parting words before we let you go today? Yeah, absolutely. I, I think as I'm looking through this... Uh, providing entrepreneur value to, to veteran entrepreneurs, you know, I would encourage most to, to focus on the human capital management imperatives for, for their strategic agenda, right? Um, Lee Iacocca, you know, formerly of Chrysler said it right when he said that, you know, there's always three things in place, uh, people, processes and technologies. And if you don't take care of the first, you won't get to the, to the latter two. So, you know, with a new, 
uh, entrepreneurial venture uh, brings new challenges that call for a new strategic vision and, and, and approach. And, and I think uh, to win in the marketplace, you must first win in the workplace. So um, focus on leadership development of your people, um, focus on providing feedback, both positive and constructive feedback. I really don't think there's a need for negative feedback in the workplace, but you know, constructive feedback that focuses on expectations, you know, example and empowerment, positive feedback that focuses on the attribute, the event or example, and how it ties in, into our strategic communications and 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 the vision that we're trying to inspire uh, works well. Uh, a culture of recognition, particularly important for those, you know, and I don't believe in all these, all these, uh, you know, myths regarding millennials, but I, I do believe that, uh, you know, high performing organizations have a culture of recognition, you know, a strate strategically aligned culture of recognition, which drives behaviors, actions, and results in the workplace. I think that's important. Uh, collaborative leadership style, uh, Next month, or no, end, end of this month, I'm facilitating the third of, uh, of three workshops uh, for the Secretary of the Air Force on collaborative leadership. Um, uh, if you think about it, it goes against the grain of your traditional hierarchical organizations, but collaborative workplace is what is going to uh, allow you to be successful as a veteran entrepreneur. Uh, so those are those are some things that I, that I leave with you. Awesome. Thanks again, Dan. We appreciate your time today. Hey, my pleasure. Thanks for, thanks for inviting me, Adam. Man, what a great interview. Dan Dwyer, founder of Veteranpreneur Life, retired Army officer. It was great to have him on. He's doing so many great things, and it's, he's, it's just a joy to talk to him and to hear his uh, – I'm just unmotivated right now, just talking to him a little bit offline uh, and whatnot. So check him out, veteranpreneurlife.com. you got to check it out. Listen to his show. And it, it's just starting out, and it's amazing. The show is awesome. Uh, so, and if you got somebody or you work for a business that needs coaching, get him in there. Have him talk to your people. Veteranpreneurlife.com, Mr. Dan Dwyer. Folks, that's all the time I got. But before I go, i got to give a big shout-out again to Heroes Media Group. Make sure you check out all the shows and the sponsors of the network by simply going to www.heroesmediagroup.com. Thanks again. Until next time, you've been listening to The Decision Hour.